1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I want to read this passage as some context. We'll tell you in advance, I'm not about to preach a message on unity, so that's where you think I'm going with these verses. That's, that's not where I'm going, but I just I want to use them because they state something that's a very important point to us. 1 Corinthians 12 and 18 But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if there were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon those we bestow more on more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. That there should be no schism or division in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. What happens when you stub your toe? Yeah, of course it hurts. That's your whole body comes to attention. One member hurts, the whole body hurts. The other part of this is true as well. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. And then here it is. This is the primary verse. I wanted all that as some context, but here's here's what I want to get to. Now ye, say that's us. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Ye are the body of Christ. God, I thank you for what you're doing, not only in this service, but what you're doing right now in us as a congregation, as a body. God, I know and believe there is a divine work of your spirit that is taking place. and I thank you for what you've already done in this service tonight, but I also trust and believe that there is more that you desire to do here tonight. So I pray, God, that there would continue to be a supernatural work and move of your spirit in this place tonight. Let there be a divine work of your spirit in this congregation tonight. Do, God, what only you have the power and the ability to do. Work in our hearts and lives tonight, individually, and work in us collectively, that we may be what you've called us to be. That we may do what you've called us to do. That we may be and do individually, but we may also be and do collectively as a body. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, God bless you. You may be seated. I'm going to try to find some place to sit your stuff for a moment. encourage you to do that if you want to just sit and hold it. That's your prerogative. Ye are the body of Christ. Ye are the body of Christ. We are not an organization here. We are not a man-made group of people. We are not here because of man's ideas. We're not here because of man's planning and man's agenda. We are here because every one of us that has been born again has been born again into the body of Christ. If you're born again, you are a member of the body of Christ. There are parts, naturally speaking, you all know this, but there are parts of our natural bodies that you can actually live without. 
There are things that if they were amputated or uh, some kind of accident and you lost them, you could continue to live. And obviously there are other things that are vital organs that if you lose them, you cannot live without them. But my, my point is this, even though we all have parts of our natural bodies that we can technically live without them, there is no one who volunteers for no reason to get rid of a part of their body. Because every member is a part of the body. And it may play a different role, it may have a different function, but it is no less a member of the body. I understand my heart is a vital organ, and I could actually live without my fingernails, but my fingernails are a part of my body. So I don't care who you are, and I don't care how you see yourself, if you have been born again, you are a member, not of this church, you are a member of the body of Christ. And that's why if you're a member of the body of Christ, God may take you someplace else. You may move someplace else. He may send you someplace else. And you may no longer be a part of this congregation, but you are no less a part of the body of Christ. And so Paul very clearly states, he's not just simply implying it, but he very clearly states that you are... The body of Christ. So I want you to get that stuck in your mind that you and I are a part of the body of Christ. Sitting here tonight, right now, we are a part of the body of Christ. Luke chapter 22 Verse number 15, Jesus is approaching a very critical, challenging time, very intimate, personal time with his disciples, and it's in this setting that he does where we pattern what we do off of for what we're about to do here this evening, Luke 22 and 15, and he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I shall not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread, and he gave thanks, and he brake it, and he gave it unto them, saying, Now remember, you and I are the body of Christ. You and I are the body of Christ, and members in particular. So Jesus says, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. I want to draw your attention to that middle phrase of this verse. This is my body, which is given for you. This is not my body, which I am preserving for myself. This is not my body which I am keeping for my own good and benefit. He said, this is my body which is given. He was born and lived for the purpose of his body to be given. And you and I are now... The body of Christ. And the body of Christ does not exist in the earth today to be preserved, to be kept, 
to be stored away someplace in safekeeping. The body of Christ today exists to be given. You and I are here not to be preserved. You and I are here not to keep to and for ourselves. The purpose of the body, the reason we exist is to give. He said, this is my body which is given. The purpose of my body is to be given. And the same way in which the natural body in Jesus speaking there meant that is the same thing for us today. The body is to be given. I'm afraid we've gotten into a little bit of a, of a mentality of the body to be preserved. I, I don't know all the details. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get the depth of the story, but but a, but a week ago, in, 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 in heading into the first round of the playoffs, there is a, there is a defensive player for the Houston Texans by the name of J.J. Watt. He's, he's, uh, he, he's, he's a well-known, very good defensive player in the NFL. And he had gotten injured earlier in the season. I think it was a shoulder injury. And, and, he, he wasn't necessarily guaranteed that he was fully recovered and that everything was fine. But he made up his, he made the choice that he was going to risk further injury to get on the field and play with his fellow players and do his best to contribute. He wasn't choosing to preserve, he was choosing to give. You and I are not here to preserve. You and I are not here to put ourselves above the needs of others. Now, I, I, I don't mean this to sound cocky or arrogant or whatever, but, but I think I've got some corn in the crib about the priority that my wife and I, as pastors leading this congregation, the value and, and priority we place on marriage and family, and the importance of all of that, and, 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 and some other areas like that. So please, as I preach what I feel to preach tonight, please don't forget all that. Because tonight I've come to preach for you, to preach to this congregation that we are not here for ourselves. We are here to be given. You are a member of a body that exists to be given. You are a part of a body that exists to be given. This is my body and it is given for you. This is not my body that I'm doing what's best for me. If Jesus had that attitude, we'd have been in big trouble. If Jesus would have looked at the disciples and said, I'm here to preserve my body and keep my flesh intact, we would have been in great trouble. But thankfully, he said, I am here, and the reason that I am here is to be given for you. Can I tell every individual member of this body tonight, and can I remind this congregation collectively, we are here to be given. We are here for God to give us. We are here for God to use us. We are not here for what we can accumulate for ourselves and what we can gather for ourselves. We are here to be given. And I understand there's some people sitting in this place tonight that you are going through some of the most challenging times you have ever been through in your life. You're, you're facing some very difficult situations. Well, don't forget we're the body. And the body that's to be given is also the body that if it's functioning properly will minister to itself and help bring healing. But you know what? Just because a part of my body may not be in the best condition right now doesn't mean the rest of my body stops functioning. I've played a lot of sports. In fact, now every time I play sports... There's something in my body that doesn't feel 100%. 
and I will do my best to try to favor, to try to baby whatever that is. But that does not mean the rest of my body becomes inactive. And so there are those amongst us right now that are some parts of the body that are unable to function at full capacity because of what they're going through and what's happening in their lives. And that's okay, but that doesn't mean the rest of us go into paralysis with them. Because the body is here to be given. To be given. Three different places throughout the epistles says something along these lines. Galatians 1.4, speaking of Jesus who gave himself for our sins. He gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Ephesians 5 and 1, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. He hath given himself. And Titus 2 and 13, Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. He gave himself. Why did he give himself? Because he had a body that was to be given. Why did he give himself? Why didn't he just preserve and keep to himself? Because he understood he was a body that was to be given. We are a body to be given. We are a body to be given. There is a world around us that is in need of a body that is given. There is a world that has no other hope than a body of Jesus Christ that is given. I was reading the other day and it was just kind of a sidebar in the chapter of a book I was in. I sort of would love to come back and focus on it as a lesson or a message sometime. Maybe that'll happen, but as long as you're focused on your stuff only, it becomes really, really, really big. But it really doesn't take much to get your eyes off yourself that pretty much anything you're going through, you can find out, you know what, it could be. A whole lot worse. I had Brother Phil Schoenthal tell me this back when Emerson was in the hospital for his heart transplant. And I spent a few minutes with Brother Schoenthal last week. And he, he made this statement to me again. You know, I don't, I don't know about you, but, but as, a, as, a, as a pastor, as a parent, uh, also thinking about the Schoenthals when they were going through uh, Emerson's heart transplant and, 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 and how bad I felt for them. And how, uh, uh, and I mean this in a positive way, but how sorry I felt for them. Brother Phil said, he said it to me twice now. He said, it doesn't take very long walking around those floors of that children's hospital. That being there with a child waiting on a heart transplant is actually not as bad as some other situations. If you're so overwhelmed tonight by how bad you've got it, there's a problem. The problem is all you're looking at is you. Because when you get your eyes off of yourself, I'm not saying you don't have issues. I'm, I'm not saying you don't have valid struggles and problems. I'm not saying that at all. But if that's all you see and that's all you think there is, it's because all you're doing is looking at yourself. You need to get your eyes on the fact that you are individually and a part of a body collectively that is intended to be given. And there's a whole lot of times that the best way to get God to give you what you need is to let God use you to meet somebody else's need. This is my body which is given for you and for everybody else. And so we exist tonight as the body of Christ in 2020 to be given Listen to what Paul says in Galatians 1 
or excuse me, looking at the wrong place, in 2 Corinthians 12, in verse 14. Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you. Listen to what he, I will not be burdensome to you. I'm, I'm coming to you, but don't worry. I'm not going to be a weight. I'm not going to be a problem for you. For I seek not yours, but you. What he's saying there is, I'm not seeking what I can get from you. I'm seeking for you. I'm not trying to see what I can get and benefit from you. I'm seeking for what I can give to you. My, my, my search is not what I can get. My search is what can I give. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. Hopefully my kids didn't just hear that. Now watch this, verse 15. Listen, listen, to, what he, listen to what he says. I want you to see there's, there's, there's two parts to what he says. I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. I really don't want to get sidetracked and, 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 and be a wet blanket on a wet blanket. But if you think ministering and giving to others is going to end in them just loving and you th- and thinking you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, you got some bad expectations. What Paul was saying, and many others have experienced, he's saying, the more I gave to you, the more abundantly I loved you, the less I received in return. That's why you got to make up your mind. You are serving him. No matter what anybody else does, I'm serving him. And in the end, he pays very well. But look at what he says. He says, I will very gladly spend and be spent. There's two parts to that. The first part, he's saying, I will voluntarily reach into my own pocket and spend. I will choose I will make a decision. I am going to give. I am going to spend. I am voluntarily going to give of what I have. I will very gladly spend. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. I don't think I have to say this for most of you, but I'm not preaching about an offering tonight. That would be a lot easier for some of us. But the second part is, I will be spent. I have control over the first part. The first part is my decision. I will spend. I will spend. The second part, I'm giving up control. And someone else is making that decision. And so Paul says, I will very gladly spend, but I will also be spent. I will let someone else spend me. I will let someone else use me. There is a need. And I don't, I'm not saying that I'm not including money in this. But I'm going to tell you tonight, there is a need in this congregation for a fresh spirit of giving. There is a need for a fresh spirit of giving. We are the body of Christ and the body was given for others. I met with brother and sister Brown Thursday evening. Talk about anchor kids ministry and some of the needs and understand there's some precious folks that, that are part. Sister, um, Sashana's a part and several others that are a part and they're, 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 they're not sliding them by what I'm about, the point I'm about to make. So I just want that for the record. But the bottom line is they need, 
They need more dedicated, committed help. Those precious young people, those children, they're getting on a bus, no parents that are encouraging them to come. They may be encouraging. Some of them are encouraging because they want them out of their hair, a little bit of a break. Kids who oftentimes don't even have adequate food, don't have adequate attention. It, it blew my mind when we had, when we would have, when we had for years the, many of the outreaches in communities and community centers and, and it blew my mind to watch as, as, as toddlers would get sent I think it was it. If I'm not mistaken, Freetown, it was five and six year olds. Some of them coming to Sunday school that day carrying their five and six month old sibling. I don't understand as a parent letting that happen, but that, um, that's not my point. My point is children that are getting exposed to the love of Jesus Christ. Not because they've got the means and the ability and they're not, they don't, they're not, they're not, we're not, no, I don't mean this unkind. We're not getting anything back from them. They're not contributing to our finances. But precious children and young people told me about one of them was, is it a teenager that has now memorized all 66 books of the Bible? Oh, sorry, 10 years old. Ten years old, not doesn't come to church three times a week. I'm not trying to be negative here tonight. I got to preach what I feel, and and I got to preach it uh, whatever. And I'm not I'm not trying to be harsh and unkind tonight. Go listen to last Sunday night, please. I was real encouraging, and I was act this morning. Go listen to this morning. I was very encouraging and uplifting. Shine FM ninety five one. God's a God of balance, and so here's the other side of the coin tonight. <laughs> ten years old, ten years old. There's there, there's people sitting here right now in leadership. I wouldn't be surprised if you couldn't name all 66 books of the Bible. We don't need to anymore because you just got an app. We don't have to remember. But a struggle for help. The two people that are been leading. How long have you guys been leading with Robin Wood and now at Anchor? Ten years total, Brother and Sister Brown have been involved in ministering to kids. I know I've said it before, I think, and I've communicated before, but you know what? Thank, thank you, Brother and Sister Brown, for not feeling like you gotta graduate on to adults to be valuable. Thank you. And I, I, and I'm not saying they're, that's where they're gonna be forever, and if they leave there tomorrow, that's not because they decided they were too, ten years is enough time to prove. I'm sorry. But they haven't approached it with a stepping stone. Let me, let me, their attitude hasn't been, let's see if we can do a no, good enough job to get Bishop Wright's attention or Pastor Wright so we can get another job and a promotion. And, and, and the two people that carry a lot of the burden and the responsible for the leadership of it are having to juggle between somebody getting on the bus and going to ride. You sit there the other night and one of their most committed, dedicated staff members is this precious lady of God. What a woman. I'm not just today. I know you love me, and I think you know I love you, so hopefully I can use you, and you don't, you don't get but, but But she's sitting here on a walker. She came down front earlier for, when I asked you to come down, she came down there on a walker. She's got a commitment and a burden and a passion, but she doesn't have the physical ability to do it. But apparently she's decided that she's in the body and as a part of the body, she's to be given. I'm sorry we've got physically capable people that you're not willing to give of your time. And we got a precious elderly woman of God that'll hobble in on a walker. Because we're a body that gets to be more about preserving than about giving. We got a youth committee that needs some fresh 
people involved, some feeling in the process, or somehow Brother Kevin and Sister Katie, God has led them on, they moved on, they were a vital part, and, and, and what, what we, I'm pretty sure Sister Angie Millette doesn't have an overabundance of teachers in the Sunday school. That's only a couple of things. We're here as the body to be given. We're not here as the body to figure out how best we can dress up and look good and preserve and maintain ourselves. I'm sorry, I know this is, I, I, I was borderline with Sister Ingloom. I'm just going to jump over the cliff. I really am not. How old are you, Sister Day? Seventy-two. We've got no twenty-somethings. We've got no thirty-somethings that are willing to get out of the bed early, ride a bus, come with passion and desire to minister to children, not be a warm body, not just. I, I gave an appeal three a while. Was it three years ago when the, the I, I gave an appeal for people to just ride the bus? Not, you don't have to teach, just ride the bus. We got a nice little flurry for a couple of weeks. But we got more people. I don't want to. We're more about preserving than we are being given. It ought not to be. I'm not saying Sister Day shouldn't be in ministry. I'm not saying she shouldn't work in there. I'm just saying it's a crime. We can't find people that have the passion to go along with the physical ability. She needs, she ought to be in there. She's got love and wisdom and care and cause she's, she is one of the lovingest, sweetest people I've known all my, I mean that sincerely. I, one reason I know Sister Day is such a wonderful woman because she put up with me in my 20-somethings learning how to start to lead some stuff and she was leading Noah's Ark daycare. 72. 72. Thank you, Sister. I'm not, I'm not trying. This is my body to be given. I, I, I hesitate to even put this in the category of, of these other things because in a lot of ways it's not, but it is ministry. It is ministry. Anybody watch? How many of you watched the video from Thursday night? How many of you noticed the camera didn't move? Anybody ever wonder why there was nothing zoomed in? I'll tell you why. We're going down to bare bones in the sound room because we can't get any help. And the people that are helping are wearing themselves out. And it's not about a church service. We get, we get consistent feedback from people other places. There, there's a, there's a lady who faithfully, she actually, she lives in Arizona and she visited here a while ago with some family and this is her church from Arizona. She gives to this church online. But we're down to one camera on a Thursday night with a wide angle shot. Because we're a body that's preserving ourselves. And we're a part of, the, of a body that was to be given. A body that was to be given. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't preach anything different than what I live. I, I don't know about some of you, but I know the standard I've set for myself. I've told you, but I've determined a long time ago until I'm told I absolutely can't. I don't care what pain it causes me. I don't care how much I hurt the next day. I'm going to play racquetball. Hopefully I'm going to play softball again this year. I'm going to play other stuff when I get a chance and I'm going to hurt doing it and I'm going to hurt after it, but that's because I want to do it. So I don't, maybe you haven't set that standard for yourself, but I've set that for mine. And I think I owe him just as much that I may not be in the best spiritual, physical condition, but that doesn't mean I am not a part of a body that is supposed to give. 
Please tell me. Please tell me where Jesus said that this body is no longer to be given. My opinion, when he told them, this is my body given for you, he was saying something that was an ongoing thing. This is my body that's to be given because my body is always to be given. Because my body is about giving. My body is about being given. Oh, God. I, I, I kind of read it in Sister, Sister Darla's post, but you know what? We, I know with the good old days, and, and no offense, I don't want to always hear about the good old days. And I know it may make some of you mad, but they're not as good as you thought they were. You're getting a little old. Your memory's not what it used to be. We have a tendency to romanticize the past. But I will tell you, though, it is a part of the DNA of this church to be a body that is given. That is a part of the DNA. It's been a part since the very beginning, and it's still a part. And you and I exist as a body to be given. Not a body to be preserved and kept. I am not an individual that's to be preserved and kept. We are the body of Christ. And the body is to be given. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just don't believe there should ever be a God-ordained ministry. And I say it that way because sometimes we can have our own ideas and desires that may not be the will of God, but I don't think there is ever a God-ordained, God-designed ministry that God hasn't also planned the resources for that ministry. So therefore, if something is ordained by God and there's not the resources, whether that's financial or personnel to do it, it's not because God hasn't provided, because God always provides for what He demand or for, for what He requests. What He orders. Abraham, I want you to go to the mountain, take your son. What Abraham didn't know is I've already provided. I want you to go to the mountain, Abraham, and I want you to sacrifice Isaac. But I need you. See, here's here's the part so many of us miss. To get the provision, you got to be willing to go to the altar. Isaac would have never known there was a ram caught in the thicket if he hadn't have been willing to put something on the altar first. And some of you, provision is waiting for you, but it's on the other side of an altar. And you've got to be willing to sacrifice some things and take the chance that they may die. But I'm telling you that if you will take the chance that God has got some things already lined up for you, but he's got to see, is this about you? Or is it about him? I don't know. Some, I don't know how many of you heard it. I don't know how many picked it up. But Brother Middleton in the pre-service prayer was using the word revival. He was praying about revival. In essence, that's part of what I'm preaching because that's revival. Revival is being renewed and stirred again to do what we're called to do. I'm sorry for coming, uh, Sister Day. I hope you'd still love me after this. 72 years old. 72. You go someplace besides Arnold, you get a break for a moment. Arnold, those that you come here on Sunday morning, Only, only help they can get is a, is a s- sweet, precious, wonderful 72-year-old lady. Again, not saying she doesn't belong. Not saying she should keep being in there because the love and wisdom. And I'm, not, I'm not saying that. But she shouldn't be in there because that's all. You shouldn't be in there because there's no other reliable, dependable.
this is my body. And it's to be given. I, I told you last weekend when I told you about the upcoming leadership summit, but it's in a lot of ways. I believe God has some things He is in the process of doing and wants to do this year. They're going to take us into a whole new dimension and we're going to see. But the only way to get there is we have got to make up our minds that we are a body that is to be given. You know what? We, we, we overall, we do a great job with our finances. It, I'm sure we could all do better. I'm sure we could all do more. But, but this is a giving church. On New Year's Eve night with only 150 or so people in that service, I, I felt to make a request and, and an encouragement to give a Thanksgiving offering that night. And that night we had over $2,000, not tithes and offerings that normally come in, over $2,000 and just, we, we do good. Is we, we do good with our resources, our finances. We, we do well with that. But the extent of giving is not what comes out of my wallet or my pocket. The body is to be given. God have mercy that we've got to shut down ministries that are God-ordained ministries because there's no body to be given. God forbid that there's souls that are ready, ready to be reached, but we're not getting to them because there's not a body that's willing to be given. I'm not, I'm not saying we don't give at all, I'm not, but I'm, I am telling you there is a new level that we need to get to. We are the body of Christ. And the body of Christ was made to be given. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please? God, we're not an organization. We're not a social club. We're not a human institution. By supernatural birth, we are a part of your body. And your body, Lord, is to be given. I'm asking you tonight in this group of people, in this congregation, there would be a renewed spirit of the giving of your body, us as a part of that body that would come upon this church. There is a dying, perishing world that lives around us. There are brothers and sisters amongst us that are in need of other brothers and sisters that are willing to continue to live a life of being a body that is given. Help us tonight, Father. Help us tonight, Father. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, verse Number 27, wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Paul says, could be that there are those that are sick among you because they have drunk unworthily. So before we proceed on and take communion, we're going to take a moment to repent. I'm going to challenge you just to take a moment to search your heart. I'm going to ask you to do that in sort of two primary ways. Number one, just in your own life. Is there any sin? Is there any unrepentant sin you need to deal with? But I'm also going to ask you 
in the context of tonight and this message and why we're doing this, that would you search your own heart for a moment and let the Holy Ghost search your heart. Is there, is there some area in there some way in which you're resisting being a part of a body that's to be given collectively and individually father right now upon every individual in this place myself included i pray god that you would search our hearts i pray god if there's any un if there's a lack of submission any element of unsubmission in us stubbornness unrepentant sin wash us and cleanse us right now make us clean lord before you in your eyes in your sight God, if there's any way in which I am trying to preserve and keep what is supposed to be given, I want to once again tonight surrender fully and yield myself to you and withhold nothing. Spend, God. I want to not only gladly spend, but I also want to be willing for you to spend me however you choose, wherever, whenever, to whomever you decide. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and I ask you to stand right where you are. And so as we do this tonight, not only are we doing it in what it represents in his body and what was done, but we're also doing this tonight in the context of reminding ourselves and recommitting that I am a part of His body and His body is to be given. And so therefore, I am willing to be given. When He had given thanks, He broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do ye in remembrance of me. Would you please eat the cracker? Father, we thank you for your body that was given for us. We thank you for your body that was willingly broken you voluntarily allowed it to be broken so that it can be given for our salvation so that it could be giving given for our healing thank you for that body and that we can now be a part of that same body and be given for the needs of this world in the name of jesus christ in jesus name after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This is the, new t- the cup of the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Would you take and drink? Thank you for the life-giving flow of your blood. Your word declares that the life of the flesh is in the blood. We declare tonight that the life of this body is in the continuing flow of your blood that brings, you bring to us individually the nutrients that we need to be healthy and whole and take away those things that are detrimental to us. Thank you for that blood that continues to flow freely. Thank you for that blood that is just as effective today as it's ever been. Thank you for that blood that will never, never lose its power. Thank you for that blood that's still able to flow to a lost and dying world today to bring life, to bring wholeness and healing. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hayaraboko shata yandolobo sata. Yeah, ya 
Ramando lo bosee araramaki andarabahaya. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I I I realize I realize what time it is and if you got to go then, then you're just going to have to do that but I'm going to ask I'm going to ask you those of you that are willing to do this I'm not there's not going to be any specifics there's not going to be any whatever's you're here tonight and you're willing to make a fresh commitment to the one whose body I don't mean this church I don't mean this congregation but ultimately to the one whose body you and I are a part of that God I want to be a body I want to be a part of the of a body that is given if you're willing tonight to say God I'm going to spend but I'm also willing to be spent if you're willing to say that tonight would you just could we gather together at the front just for a few moments as a body, as a demonstration to say to the Lord, to say to each other, I'm willing to be given. I want to be given. I don't want to try to be preserved and kept in some kind of pristine condition. I you were willing for your body to be broken and your body was given. I'm willing, God, to be given. God, we join together tonight as a congregation and we tell you that we, as a body, are willing to be given. We're not here to be preserved. We're not here to be kept in some kind of museum as a relic, but we are here to be given as a part of your body. Would you just reach over and join a hand or put a hand on the shoulder of somebody nearby you? And as a body, can we join together right now? God, we join together tonight. We're a part of your body, Lord, and your body was given. Your body was created for the purpose of being given. And we exist tonight, God, to be given We're here tonight, God, to be given. God, I'm willing to spend. I'm willing to voluntarily spend. But I also want you to know, I'm willing, God, for you to spend me however you choose. It's not just limited, God, to what I'll spend. You, God, spend me. I want you to spend me. I want you to spend me, God. You were willing to be spent. You were willing to be spent in the ultimate way. I can do no less. I can do no less, God. Spend me. Because I know, God, you're not going to spin me to the degree it destroys me. You're not going to spin me in a way that leaves me messed up and broken and battered. But, God, as you spin me, you will renew me. As you spin me, you will refresh me. As you spin me, you will bless me. Oh, God, let this body be a body that is given. God, I pray that you would revive and renew within us a body that is willing to be given. Whatever way you choose, whatever way you desire. We're not here to measure the value of the member of the body because every member of the body is valuable. Every member of the body is divinely placed in the body for a purpose by you. So whatever we are, whatever member we are of the body, spend us, use us. that is given we want to be a body 
that is given, freely given, freely given. Jesus' name. Ayala Rabaka Sando Roboko Shata Bahaya Ayala Ramando Roboko Yeala Rabasata Rabahaya I will spend and I'm willing to be spent I will spend and I'm willing God for you spend me spend me wherever you choose Wherever you desire, God, spend me. Spend me, God. Spend me, God. No limitations on how. No limitations on where. No qualifications on what, God. However, wherever, whenever you choose. Spend me, God. Spend me, God. Spend me, God. I want to be given. I want you to give me. I want to be a part of your body that is given. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 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 be a living sacrifice God I want to be a living sacrifice it's my reasonable service it's my reasonable service Lord in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus name In Jesus name Hallelujah 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 In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Thank you, Lord. 
Whenever you're done, you're welcome to go. I think there are some of you, the Holy Ghost is still ministering, talking to you. Please don't be in a hurry, but I'm going to put the mic down. You choose to go, please be mindful of those that are still praying. That you don't disturb them.